Good evening, and welcome to St. Mary of the Mount of the Southside and Mount Washington Parish Community as we celebrate the 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Assisting us today, I have three members of the Bell Choir, Peggy, Mimi, and Kathy. I'm glad you are here. My name is Thomas Conroy. I will serve as the musician and psalmist and cantor. We are glad to have Deacon Frank and Father Daniel. Come to the feast of heaven and earth. Come to the table of plenty. God will provide for all that we need here at the table of plenty. sit at my table where saints and sinners are friends I wait to welcome the lost and lonely to share the cup of my love come to the feast of heaven and earth come to the table of plenty God will provide for all that we need here at the table of In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And your spirit. My families, we gather this night to celebrate our holy communion with the Lord God Almighty. Let us pause for a moment and call to mind those times in our lives where we did not respond accordingly to God's call in our lives, where we did not respond to God's love in our lives. And for these times, let us now open ourselves up more so to God's healing, mercy, and compassion. Lord Jesus, you intercede to us, to God our Father. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, you heal the wounds of sin and division. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, fill us with your love and compassion and forgive us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our family, please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples the web that is woven over the nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his peoples he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked 
Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us, for the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 23. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me. He refreshes my soul. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff. They give me courage. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You spread the table before me, In the sight of my foes, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance, and of being of need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ Enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we may know what is the hope that belongs to our call. Alleluia, 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 The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading 
from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants saying, tell those invited, behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fatted cattle are killed and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the feast is ready but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike. And the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Please be seated for just a few moments. As detailed in our parish bulletin and in our, on our parish website, and has been discussed now a number of weeks, our grouping, our parishes, Prince of Peace in the South Side, St. Mary of the Mount here on Mount Washington, we are engaging in what is known as the covenant. We are engaging a, a community covenant with one another. More details, again, are in the bulletin and on our website, so I encourage you to take a look at it. Pray over the materials, and there are even videos featuring some of our parishioners that are on our website available to be watched and enjoyed as we discuss and learn more about community covenant. And basically, as you'll learn and as we are truly living it, a community covenant is, is an extension of the covenant we have with Jesus Christ. For he is the new and eternal covenant with God our Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. And what do we mean by covenant? Well, in this case, covenant is a relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, but offered to each and every one of us. You know, first, God offered a covenant to the people Israel. We call that the Old Testament or the Old Covenant. That was a relationship with the people Israel, making them his people 
and making God, God for them, God. But, but my family, we recognize that Jesus is the new and eternal covenant. He is the fulfillment of the old covenant, the Ten Commandments. He is the fulfillment of that reality now with all of us. And that's what we're really celebrating, that communion with God Almighty through this covenant which we are celebrating, the covenant of God's love for us, the promise of His presence with us and for us. And the community covenant that we are promoting here at St. Mary of the Mount as well as Prince of Peace is an extension of that reality. The recognition and the living out that we are all connected in this, in Jesus Christ, as we are connected with God, as we are related with God, as we are in solidarity with God, in the covenant, in this holy communion, through Him, with Him, and in Him, we're connected to one another. And that's what we are encouraged to not only acknowledge and recognize, but then to live it. And my family, this living it is detailed, or not necessarily detailed, but alluded to quite often in all of what we do as Catholics, believe it or not. How do we live in this covenant with God? And how do we live this covenant with one another? I have to say one way to look at it, just one of the many ways to look at it, is live the relationship recognizing that constant dynamic at play in the relationship. Just as you all have relationships with other people, there's a dynamic at play always. And that dynamic is a relationship of giving and taking, offering and receiving, and offering back. There's a constant dynamism at play in our relationships. Well, my family, that constant dynamism at play in our relationships is also at play in our relationship with God. And we are reminded of that very subtly, but practically constantly in our sacred traditions. I'll give you an example. The call and response that we engage in in this sacred assembly. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. The call and response is a constant dynamic at play. Lift up your hearts. A constant dynamic at play, a call and response, a call and response. And we not only do this in the prayer, but we do this in the prayer of the songs that we sing and the responsorial song. We pray a passage of sacred scripture and then we respond. We pray another passage of sacred scripture, then we respond. My family, this dynamic is constantly at play in our lives to show us what is necessary in our lives, in our relationship with God, to not only accept His love and enjoy His life, but then to respond. My family, the, the beautiful reality here at play is that God wants our participation in this relationship of love. He wants our cooperation in this relationship that we have with Him, making us His daughters and sons, and in that, making us sisters and brothers to one another. He wants our cooperation. He wants our participation. And so providentially that we have these readings for us this evening from the sacred scripture, specifically the gospel passage. If you are paying attention, there were many people called to this wedding feast 
Many people were called, but there were people who refused to respond. My family, the same reality is with us and the people of all the world. God is constantly inviting us all into a relationship with him, constantly inviting us into the kingdom of heaven. And my family, what we're talking about here is not the kingdom of heaven in glory. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you ever heard Jesus preach through the gospel, I know you're not 2,000 years old, but if you ever heard the preaching of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here. It is now in our relationship with God and in our relationship with one another. And in that promise by God to love us and be with us and to walk with us even in our most miserable time. He entered into it. Out of his great love, he entered into the misery of our lives, the struggles of our lives, to show us not only his great love for us, but to be there with us in our difficulties and to prompt us to respond. And again, my family, many were invited to the wedding banquet, but they didn't respond. So what happened? They met their just consequences, their destruction because they did not respond to the life and love offered to them. Well, my family, then there's a second group that were gathered together, invited, called, and then gathered into this wedding feast. And they responded, praise the bad and the good alike. Well, let's, let's focus on these two groups of people. Well, the first group were invited and chose not to respond. This other group, bunch of misfits like us, huh, bad and good alike, like us, were just take, gathered together by God out of his great love and abundance and called into relationship with him. My family, what does that reveal to us? That none of us are worthy of God's call in our life. None of us can earn a relationship with God. It's not what we do necessarily that makes us more lovable to God. My family, as revealed in the sacred scripture, what gives us dignity, what makes us worthy is God's love for us revealed in him calling each and every one of us back to himself the invitation made those people worthy. That's the beautiful part. It was nothing they did, nothing they earned. It was a free invitation. Some chose not to respond, and they met the consequences of their, their own actions. The other group gathered together in and enjoyed the celebration, all except for one. Why was that one person thrown out, hands and feet bound into the darkness? Why? Because, as it says, in, it reads in sacred scripture, he was not dressed in his wedding garment, my family. God's inviting us, God calling us, God gathering us all together. As mentioned in the sacred scripture, 
is reminiscent of our baptism. There is nothing that we did to earn baptism. There is nothing that we did to merit God's love. It's a free gift. And he's offered it to the many. And then he just pours it out, his love and his life revealed in baptism. In baptism, which is the invitation and the response, that gives us dignity. That gives us worth. And that gives us honor, making us his daughters and sons, making us sisters and brothers to one another. And there's nothing we did to earn it. It's a free gift, just like the invitation to the the bad and the good alike. But they responded and enjoyed the feast, all except for one. My family, we have to know a little bit about history in the Palestinian times back in the day. Major great feasts like this in this type of culture, the people invited would be given by the host a wedding garment to honor them and to bring them, you know, from their travels, dirty clothes, to bring them, to honor them and to celebrate the invited guests. So everybody in the celebration would have the dignity and honor given to them by the king. But this one man chose not to wear it. My family, it reveals to us that while we're called by God out of his great love for us and we do not warrant it, and we may have responded, my family, he wants us to respond with our dignity that he has given us. He wants us to respond with the honor that he has shared with us, making us his daughters and sons. My family, God loves us. God loves you. He's calling you back to himself personally. He desperately desires your response But my family, the sacred scripture reveals to us and our faith reveals to us, our response matters. How we respond matters. It's not what we do that makes us worthy, but my family, when given such great gifts of dignity and worth and life and love, why would you not want to respond accordingly with joy, with mercy, with forgiveness, with patience, with kindness. My family, God wants us to live the dignity which is ours in baptism. And the unique thing here, another reminiscent fact or aspect, is the wedding garment is is reminiscent of our baptismal garment. In baptism, as we may know, we are not only baptized with water, but then we are draped with a white garment as an outward sign of our Christian dignity. And this wedding garment is, reminds us, reminiscent of our baptismal garment and our response. God has chosen us. God has made us his daughters and sons, and he wants us to live that way as his beautiful babies, as his beautiful daughters and sons, as sisters and brothers to one another in a covenant of love 
with him, through him and in him, and with one another. Amen? Amen. My family, let us now stand and profess our faith. My family, let us now turn to our loving Father as his beautiful children, and let us ask him to hear and answer all of our prayers by responding. Hear us, O Lord. For an end to prejudice, racism, and violence, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who lack meaning and purpose in life, that Jesus will draw close to them with his love, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For our nation and world still struggling under the weight of COVID, that our dead may be honored, abatement may come quickly, and safety in our communities may increase, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember all parishioners and friends of our prayer list as we ask God to ease their pain and comfort them, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Alice Jones and Mary Rose Schrader, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember today Barbara Cunningham and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. Gathering our prayers together, we now pray our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy. We may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace. peace. This is the body of Christ, broken that we may be whole. This cup as promised by God, true to his word, For those who are participating virtually, 
please join in praying the prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. Embrace you as if I were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. A few announcements this evening. One, you are no longer required to register to attend Mass. Upon arrival, please print your name and contact information in the sign-in sheet and allow the hospitality ministers to assist you in seating. When the building has reached capacity, we cannot allow any more people to enter, and liturgy connection information will be available from the hospitality ministers if this occurs. And as a reminder, please sit in open pews only. Please do not remove or go over the barriers and be considerate of others' safety and move down to make room in the pews for those arriving after you. Please be aware that masks must be worn properly, covering both the nose and the mouth. And for sanitizing purposes, please leave your kneeler in the down position and exit immediately following mass. Thank you. Just a further mention of of being reminded over and over again of the dynamic at hand in the covenant relationship, the covenant promise that it's, it's, it's referenced all throughout the sacred liturgy. Even in this Eucharistic prayer that we prayed, if we're paying attention, we're praying to God our Father. This is right before you know, the Eucharist, right here in, in front of the… We're, we're praying, it says, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving you thanks that you have held us worthy. He has made us worthy to be in His presence and minister to you. We pray that practically at every Mass. Do we understand what we're praying? Do we uh, to really engage that reality that God is not only calling us and desires our, wants, desires our response, but wants us to respond well? He wants us to live well. And how do we do that? One way to look at it, as I try to share this with the young ones, in baptism, we become another Christ, Jesus. We become another child of God. And we share in the ministry of Jesus Christ, making us priests, prophets, and kings. And I tell the young ones especially, imagine you're a prince or a princess from here on out. What if we just lived that dignity? What if we just did that? and live the dignity which is ours in baptism. Would we truly behave the way we're behaving? Something to think about. If we really recognized and honored our own dignity, revealed in the sacred scripture as the wedding garment, it's the outward sign of our Christian dignity. It's the outward action of the honor bestowed to us given by God. And he wants us to live that honor and he wants us to live it well. And to think about the excitement and the joy of, you know, of truly being chosen by God, loved by God. And he just wants us to live that and share that with others. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us stand and pray. We entreat your majesty most humbly, O Lord, 
that as you feed us with the nourishment which comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you, so you may make us sharers of his divine nature, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise shall always be on my lips. My soul shall glory in the Lord. For God has been so good to me.
taste and see the goodness of